0: Creativity is thinking outside the box, right? The pressure this creates uh, when we're songwriting is just crazy. To think that we have to come up with something new and unheard of every time we try and write songs. Today, I want to talk about a songwriting approach that actually is being creative inside the box so that we know where we're headed and we know what we need to add so that we can finish more songs and ultimately connect with people who are listening to them. So songwriting by being creative inside the box. Let's talk about it. Hey, I'm Craig from the Dot of That Studio. I'm talking to musicians who want to become artists, musicians who want to have a real go at doing music for a living and to do that without the labels and without a heap of money. And today we're talking about songwriting. So we're going to unpack over the next couple of weeks uh, songwriting and, and mainly this concept of being creative inside a box. So setting up a bunch of guidelines that we can make sure our songs fit into so that it's easier to write and so that it works and our audience connects with it. And it's all really to do with story. It's all to make sure that our songs are carrying story. So uh, I've got a few concepts that I'm that I'm going to go through and I've actually got a download that you can go along with me. So if you're taking notes, that's awesome, but there'll be a fair bit of stuff over the next couple of weeks. So I've got a, a PDF called Songwriting uh, Being Creative Inside the Box that there's a link below. You can hit download on that or you can go to dotterdate.com forward slash artist if you're on the podcast and download that, uh, that PDF and I think that will really help you. It's kind of like a songwriting guide really where you can, it's almost like a checkbox system where you can just go through and make sure you've got all the elements of your song, you know where you're heading and, and I'm, I think it'll just make your songwriting a lot easier easier but i'm going to talk about all those concepts in detail over the next couple of episodes today we're looking at this concept of, of what's inside the box what does that mean as opposed to creating outside the box and then we're also going to talk about the fundamental thing if you get right in your songwriting it'll be so much easier for you and that is structure so we're going to talk about that today i just touched the keyboard as if i'm going to play your song That's when we get to melody. I'm going to show you some stuff on here. Thinking outside the box adds a lot of pressure. And I think maybe we get caught up on that sometimes. When we write a song, we got a chord or a melody or something, we kind of think, ah, that's not fun enough. That's not creative enough. That's not new enough. That's not... That's not groundbreaking, so it's no good. I need to be more creative. I think successful songwriters aren't finding brand new things all the time. They're doing, they've got a structure that they're working within. they've got guidelines. They've got a box where they can just input new things into that guideline, into that structure and come out with songs that work for their style and work for their audience. So what this isn't is a formula. I think a formula will always yield the same result. So you can input the same things and get out the same result. We don't want to do that with our songs. That's why it's not just being in a box, but it's being creative in a box because we have to put different things in but get out a song at the end of it. So for example, if we look at a recipe, recipes like a formula, if I made a recipe for banana bread, I followed a recipe for banana bread and the same person, a person on the other side of the world followed the exact same recipe we would end up with almost an identical result. So we don't want to do that with our songwriter. I don't want to kind of look at it as a formula. Instead, we want to be creative, but we want to have guidelines that we're working within. We know where we're headed. We know what we've got to do. I want to chat about this concept using a cooking analogy, right? So we just talked about banana bread and that that's a recipe where it's kind of predictable and you can follow that and you get exactly the same result. But then there's a bunch of foods like something like shepherd's pie where you have the framework of a shepherd's pie. So you know what you can expect with a shepherd's pie, but everyone's is going to taste different. So there's something amazing about grandma's shepherd's pie. You know, there's a reason that that's the best shepherd's pie. To get that, she hasn't completely rethought shepherd's pie. What can I do differently to make the shepherd's pie like no other shepherd's pie? The thing that makes hers the best is the little bits of flavor and the little things that she adds within inside the framework of a shepherd's pie. So if you went to two restaurants, if you went to one in New York, say and one in Melbourne, and you order the shepherd's pie from a cafe there, you're gonna get a shepherd's pie in both instances, but they're gonna be different because the chef is going to interpret his own flavor and put that into that. But the box, the framework of a shepherd's pie needs to be the same if people are gonna order it and feel satisfied. So if if the chefs at that point just thought outside the box and they said, okay, how can I make this shepherd's pie completely different? They're going to have to add and take away structural parts of that pie to make it crazy. So maybe you're going to come out with no potato on it. Maybe it's got something different to potato. Maybe they don't use meat or pastry or one of the main components. If they're going to start mucking around with that, we're going to order a shepherd's pie and get something different. It's going to end up being hit and miss. So you know, if you order something at a restaurant, you wanna know that what you ordered is kind of what you ordered. If if they just take interpretive outside the box thinking what you're gonna end up with is gonna be hit and miss. Maybe you'll love it, maybe it'll be fantastic, but maybe it'll be really underwhelming because you just it just doesn't make sense to you. You don't know what that is. You ordered a shepherd's pie, but you got that. So we need to do this with our songs. What we're doing is we're making sure that when people hear our songs, when people hear our story, that they can connect with it and follow the journey with it. If we just are trying things outside the box all the time, our songs are going to be hit and miss. Some people are going to love them. Some people are going to be like, what is this? I don't understand it. And that's why this framework that we're going to talk about is really, really helpful. It just kind of packages it together and makes sure that we can kind of check off, yes, my song has this, it's doing that, it moves this way. It follows story so that our audience can follow story. So how is songwriting in the box more creative than songwriting out of the box? I think if you're out of the box, you can just do whatever you want. You can grab this, you can grab that. It's kind of got no necessary rhyme or reason. The thing about creating inside a box is that you've almost got a brief. So you've got a point A and you've got a point B and it's what you do to bridge that gap that makes it really creative. So a great analogy for this is like structural engineering. So if you think about a bridge, right? That bridge designer, that engineer has a brief. He's got, he needs to get traffic from point A to point B. He's got a body of water that he needs to get over. He's got a budget. He's got uh, certain weights that the bridge has to, has to uphold all those sorts of things. So he's got kind of a brief that he has to work in. So it's just really, really creative of that engineer to come up with a design that will work for what's needed. Come up with that design that's going to hold the weight, that's going to fit within the city guidelines, it's going to come in under budget, that's going to, you know, all the things that go into making a bridge, they've got a box. So the real art in that engineer's creativity is, okay, this is the box I've got to work in, how can I make this bridge work within those guidelines? It's not, it wouldn't be as effective if the town planner just said, do whatever you want, think outside the box. Because he could come up with um, a bridge, like something that went from point A to point B, but maybe it's not structurally strong enough to, to carry trucks over there. Maybe it's not strong enough to deal with the tides that move in and out. It could be a lot of things that it wouldn't work in, even though he's been very creative and put loopy loops in it. And it's gone big S bands. Maybe it's gone through some buildings. It's, it's very creative, but if it doesn't fit inside the requirements then what's the point of all that creativity? So I think the real art is actually going, okay, this is what I need. What can I do to make that work? What can I do inside that box of guidelines to actually be creative and make this work? And that's, I think, where real creativity comes from. So this means we've got inputs, right? So we've got lyrics, we've got melody, we've got chords and our output, our end game, what we're trying to achieve is that people would listen to this, connect with it, like it, share it buy our albums, all that sort of thing. So we've got inputs and we've got an output. So it's about packaging that up to make sure that our objective, so in the engineer's case, is getting traffic safely across this bridge for the next 100 years, however long they need it to last. Our goal as a songwriter is to get our feelings, our emotions, out in music and have people connect and like and become loyal to our music. Here's another way of putting it. I have, I have three daughters, right? I have a 10-year-old, an 8-year-old and a 5-year-old. So for my two older ones, what I did is I gave Bailey and Avery an outline of a butterfly, right? On an A4 bit of paper, I gave them the outline and I gave them exactly the same colors, but I put them in different rooms and I said, can you color in this butterfly for me? So after half an hour or so, they, they came back to me and they gave me their butterfly and they looked completely different they both had exactly the same guidelines, they had exactly the same colors, but the end product was a result of their own creativity. So they came up with, they're stunningly different and they had different designs, different things matched, different um, symmetries between them both. They both looked great. I loved both of them. They were really, really different, but they were the same box. They were the same structure. They had the same guidelines and output. And I think uh, we can relate this to music. So you've got... Taylor Swift's brand new song and you've got Shawn Mendes brand new song they're both using exactly the same guidelines and structures and that sort of thing but their input is slightly different what they put into the box and their output sounds completely different and you wouldn't look at those songs and go they're exactly the same but I guarantee you they were written with the same guidelines and with the same destination in mind that people would listen, follow and connect with and they've found out a way They found out their own sort of box and guidelines that they write in. So popular music all has almost exactly the same structure and things, but you come out with different results because of your inputted creativity. The other thing I did is I gave my five-year-old just a blank bit of paper with some pencils and I said, draw me a butterfly. So I gave her no, uh, no guidelines at all. I just said, draw a butterfly. So she, again, about half an hour came out with this picture that kind of looked like a butterfly. It kind of looked like a butterfly. If you squinted, you could see that it was a butterfly. So it was disproportioned. Uh, one wing was a different size to the other, um, which means it had very little symmetry in the colors. Uh, the head was way too big. It it was cute because it was my five-year-old and it was like, oh, that's so cool. You kind of, you came up with this thing all by yourself. But it wasn't, I don't think it's super consumable. and And probably because it's my kid, it's my little girl. I love it. I can connect with it because there's, but I don't think you would like that picture. I don't think you would care for my five year old's disproportioned, uh, unsymmetried butterfly. I don't think you'd care for it. So, what, and you could kind of squint and go, oh, yeah, no, that's, that's nice. That's a butterfly. So, that's kind of my point here. If we want to write songs that are just outside the box and whatever we think, there's going to be a small audience that will appreciate that and kind of go, I really like the, abstractness of this or whatever or the rest of them going squinting going oh yeah i can see that but if we're writing within guidelines then we're we're opening the door to people that can just like it and appreciate it because we're doing something that we has been tried and tested and it works so when you've got the people that like squinting so you're always going to have squinters that're going to look for the extra detail and that's what i'm talking about where there's so much power in being creative inside the box so i can look at bailey's butterfly and put on my squint and and see extra bits that maybe not everyone else is seeing. I can see the, the, um, the extra little bit of detail she's put in there as opposed to maybe Avery's that has different sort of details. So you want to, there's always going to be squinters and the people that are looking really deeply into your music and trying to find extra stuff. So you want to make sure that you're putting that extra stuff in there. You want it. So it's not just generic. Nobody wants a generic song. But you can do that, do that creativity with inside this box that we're talking about. Like I mentioned over the next couple of weeks, we're going to be unpacking this uh, more and kind of figuring out what is in that box that we need to do. Today, I want to talk about the most important part of that box, which is structure and story. So your structure is going to be the thing that follows your story. If you've got fantastic lyrics that follow a story, you've got a really nice chord progression that you like. If you don't couple those things with solid structure... People are going to fall off and they're not going to grab it and they're not going to connect with it. I think this is something we don't want to get too cute with and too outside of the box. We don't want to come up with a brand new structure that nobody's ever heard of before. We don't need to. Come up with lyrics that nobody's ever heard before. Come up with um, a melody that kind of catches people. But our structure is just, we can make that really solid. And I think anywhere that we look has really good structure. So the movies that you like are really well structured. The books that we read are really well structured and the songs that we love are really well structured. Um, maybe go through some of your favorite songs by some of your favorite artists or even look at an album full of songs from your favorite artists and jot down what structure they're doing. I really highly doubt that it's going to move too much from from itself, so what the songwriter does, what they've defined as their box. But even from this kind of structure I'm going to give you in a sec that kind of is tried and tested and works just like a movie structure is tried and tested and it works because the thing is it carries our story and humans love story we love story we connect with story and there's just a good way of storytelling so that is going to be in structure so let me let me give you uh and this is in the guide so if you download the pdf guide this is going to be in there um, and you can make it into your own template um, you can just copy mine there and kind of make that your own. So there's a few things that are changeable within that, but basically we're going to do verse chorus, verse chorus, bridge chorus. So that's in a nutshell. So what what we can add to that to kind of give our own flavor is maybe it have an intro, uh, verse, then maybe a pre-chorus, then a chorus. Then you could have a post-chorus maybe, um, which could also be the intro again. Then the next verse, then the next pre-chorus then the chorus, then the bridge, then a quiet chorus, then a loud chorus. Or maybe instead of the bridge, you're just doing a quiet chorus and then the loud chorus and you're just using dynamics to make that your bridge. So within that structure, it's all in the PDF. You can It should be really predictable. So your intro would be like four bars. Your verse is going to be eight bars. Your pre-chorus will be four bars. Your chorus will be eight bars. Uh, your next verse will be eight bars next chorus will be eight bars, bridge will be eight bars, might be 16 bars if you've got a lot to say in your bridge. But it's kind of predictable. So if we're chucking in seven bar verses or 11 bar verses or even if we keep it neat and do 12 bar verses or something like that, there's kind of a natural sort of dialogue that's happening in our timings that just feel normal. And I just just want to really emphasize again that it doesn't mean that you're not a good songwriter if you stick to a boring eight-bar verse. If you write an eight-bar verse, don't think that you need to make that outside the box. That's, that's fantastic. Put that in the box because the truth is people are going to listen to it and appreciate it. We're not writing songs just for music graduates. We're writing songs for people who enjoy listening to music and this natural flow of this structure allows people to enjoy it and connect with it you'll also find that they're the songs that are on the radio. They're the songs that are in the playlist. It's not the super creative, uh, twisted, cute ones. It's the ones that work. So eight bars works, four bars works, two bars is close. So you can do 10 bars sometimes, but if as long as that, that last two bars is almost like a pre-chorus. So maybe it's still your verse, but it's changing and moving because um, we don't, just to follow story, too many random twists uh, is confusing. It's harder to follow. You need to be more educated to follow those. So maybe your genre of music allows, just has really educated listeners in it. Uh, maybe if you're listening to classical music, or um, maybe some genres of metal, where it's a really tight niche, tight knit, tight knit niche of people that listen to it. They might all get it, and they might be looking for those extra bits and pieces. So none of this is like set and this is exactly how you do it. But I would encourage you to challenge you even to try writing with instructions, see if that makes it easier for you. So it's in the PDF, but what this does when you're songwriting as well is you can just look at it and go, okay, I've got a verse. It goes for eight bars. I need a chorus. I've got eight bars. I'm going to write a, a chorus within eight bars. So now if you look at it graphically, you've got, okay, I've got that chunk, I've got that chunk. I need a bridge here. I need a second verse. My chorus is already there. My chorus is already there. So then you can look at it. Okay, I've got two gaps. I need a second verse. And then you get that. You've got all the other choruses. I need a bridge. And then once you've got that, you've got all the pieces of your puzzle and it's already put together for you because you've got your structure already worked out because that's what you are right to. Maybe it needs that post-chorus in it. Add the post-chorus in it. Maybe it really needs a pre-chorus because the verse and the chorus isn't matching up probably. Then put a pre-chorus in it. At least you've kind of got a structure and a guideline. So what you'll start to then do is say, all right, I've got a ton of lyrics here. There's no way I can fit that into eight bars. So now where you can be really creative is to go, all right, how can I fit that down into just eight bars? How can I say what I'm saying in a different way um, or what things aren't necessary to my storyline that I can fit that into eight bars? That's going to be a much better use of your creativity than make trying to make it last for 12 bars and holding people off from the chorus for that bit longer. It's going to be a much better use of your creativity to rework that into a good structure than it is to just let it flow so that people can hear what you've got to say. That might be a bit challenging. Maybe some of you guys are challenged by this and you don't trust me with that. But maybe just try it. Maybe just chuck in a structure. So I've got when I sung out, I've got a template set up on the computer that has this structure. There's wiggle room within it, but it's basically set and it just works. If you listen to the popular songs at the moment, you'll notice a structure like this or very similar to this. And the reason this structure works is because it's great story, right? So let's bring this alongside a movie. So verse one is our setup. Verse one, we meet the characters and we start to understand a bit about who they are. Chorus one is that first incident. This is what makes the movie, right? So we got got a character... But what's happening to them that makes this story worth listening to? All right. We're not just this isn't Big Brother where we're just watching somebody live. There's an incident. There's there's something that is happening, right? So that's our first chorus. So from then the journey kind of develops. So now we now we learn about this character in context with what's happened in that incident. So the movie is now following the journey of basically how's this character reacting to what's just happened? Chorus 2 is kind of where the, where the movie kind of gets to that kind of crux point and, and the thing that they've been chasing they now find again. They run into it again or they, they encounter what they were looking for or whatever, which is Chorus 2. And then the movie takes a twist. Then then we find out it was actually his, his father, you know, that twist. So that happens in the bridge where we change it, we come in from a different perspective, but then we get back to the final chorus that final part where he actually finds himself becomes the hero, solves the problem. So verse verse 1, chorus, verse 2, chorus, bridge, chorus. It's the same as all our favorite movies. It's the same as all our favorite books. And that's what I mean by just follow story to do it that way. So if you do verse, verse, chorus, bridge, finish, then you're finishing on a change bit. You've set up a whole lot of story and waited for people to come to the chorus. They finally got there and then it just changes. So this, this kind of flow is really important with structure. Um, if we do verse 1, chorus, verse 2, verse 3, verse 4, chorus, you got this really long middle bit where we're like, come on, show us. Or if you m- miss a bridge altogether, it's like, oh, well, that was kind of, that happened, okay. So it's that twist that kind of really draws us in. So trust me with this structure, if you can get put, have a box around your structure. So the input that you put into that, your melody, your chords, your rhythms, all that sort of stuff is all interchangeable. But if you can keep your structure, then you're going to write songs that people engage you in. It's just going to take a lot of pressure off your songwriting. I'd guarantee you that. So just as I finish up today, just make a template. Make a simple template which will act as a checkbox to you when you're writing songs. Do I have all the sections that I need? and then you can start to input the things that you need to input. It'll just make songwriting so much easier for you. If you want a hand, download my PDF, which kind of has this and all the other things I'm going to talk about in the next couple of weeks in it. Um, you can kind of nick my template there. Um, so next week, we're going to be talking about melody, rhythm, harmony, and lyrics. So what what inputs can you do? How can you be creative inside your box using those things? And the following week, we're going to look at writing parts and production your songwriting to kind of give it that next level and um, make sure that people respond and, and carry on and connect with the journey of your story. So stick around for those next couple of weeks. I'm recording short episodes every week, 15 to 20 minutes, just talking about going from musician to artist. What do we need to do to level up so that we can do music for a living? So subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Um, send us an email if you have any questions at studio at dot com. Make sure you download that PDF. I think that will really help you just give you a bit of a bit of a nudge maybe set some guidelines for you to write songs in which i think will make it heaps easier so make sure you grab that make some music this week and we'll talk again soon